Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, brought to you by the parent company, Grow Program. Grow Program helps agents utilize online tools to help market and brand their agency online. Find out more information at www.growprogram.com. Also remember, we have a very strict antitrust and comments policy. You can find those policies online at agentsinfluence.com. Now, let your voice be the sound of your feet upon the ground. Let's go. Hey, this is Jason Cass uh, with Agents Influence Podcast once again. And uh, I know you're going to listen and you're going to love the uh, people that we have on today. Some uh, we're always trying to bring you top-notch people, and I'll tell you, sometimes it gets tough in the world. But but then when you look out there and you realize that you have not interviewed these two cats, you realize that there's uh, we got some pretty good talent still out there to to get on here and, and talk to you guys about marketing and branding and the way just the ways that the insurance and in, um, agents and industry is. And I think we've got some more. Before I get on to them, I want to. Also, let you remember that you're going to hear a lot of good stuff during this conversation. Please remember to go comment on agentsinfluence.com. Be sure to tell us if you think uh, these these speakers are wrong or if they're right or what you agree with or if you want to elaborate. Also, don't for, uh, forget that you can find us on on uh, iTunes uh, through at the Apple uh, iTunes. We're on there through the Agents Influence podcast. And also look for us on Stitcher if you have your Android because you can't get the iTunes on your Android. So, uh, I just want to go ahead and get right into it. Thank all my listeners, and I want to go ahead and break right into it. On on the call today, we're going to have um, Rick Morgan, and we're going to have Peter Van Artrijk, which are two cats that I think now that you know who they are, and I've said their name, you immediately know who they are. If you don't know who they are, this is even going to be a better podcast for you because two great individuals who have uh, kind of in a way taken me under their wing, realized that I was half kooky like they are, and that uh, there's probably a spot for me in this industry. And they've shown me a lot of things. I follow what they say. I listen to what they tell me to listen to and things they want me to do. And one of the reasons why I brought them on is they're going to be having an event that we're going to discuss at the end of this podcast coming up here in November um, that I want to just uh, uh, want to let you know about. I attended the event, the last one they had, and it uh, literally changed the way that I did some things in my agency for the best. So without further ado, we've got on uh, Rick Morgan and Peter, if you want to say hi. Hi, guys. Hey, guys doing? Hey there. Fantastic. And and what's funny is I've always been on the other side. They've always interviewed me for podcasts, and I thought I'd, I'd flip <laughs> the roles. For good reason. For I good reason, Jason. <laughs> All right, thank you, Peter. I, so I decided to flip the roles. So real quick, uh, let's do a real short introduction. Rick, if you could let us know a little bit about you, and then Peter, you. Sure, Jason. Well, I, I've been in the insurance industry for a long time. I started my insurance career um, as an underwriter for an insurance company. Then I owned an agency for 10 years and um, in the mid-80s, actually, was one of the very first agents in the country to uh, implement uh, or install an agency management system when that, that whole thing got started um, back, back, like I said, in the, in the, in the 80s. Rick? Well, maybe I should go first. Yeah, well, hold on just yes. a minute because I'm going to have So in 1985, hey, hey, Rick, I sold my Rick, agency. Rick, 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 you kind of cut, cut out there pretty, pretty bad there. Oh, boy. 
Okay, now I can, now I think you're back. So yeah, and I can hear you fine. I never lost you, so I can okay, start. Open. Yeah, just go ahead and just start right over, and we'll cut that part out. So go ahead, uh, Rick. Okay. Um, so I uh, I sold my agency in, in 1985 and started Automation Management Group, and w- that was where I really got involved in talking about insurance related uh, technology related issues as as they related to the insurance industry, and um, along the way. Uh, through that process, we, John Ashenhurst and I, uh, created a company called Insurance Reference Systems, which which created the concept or built the product Silverplume, and uh, and many of agents today still use that. It's known as Sage now and is owned by Vertifor. Um, then I uh, did a lot of individual uh, consulting, and worked then uh, with for Applied Systems as a senior vice president of marketing for them. And then took a, a, a short stint as interim CEO for their users group, Asnet, and did that for a year. And then when that ended, I, I joined Peter and his firm and uh, a great group of folks who work on the, in this whole area of branding. And uh, that, that was like four or five years ago. So that's, that's the short version. Yeah. Peter? J- Jason, I, uh, I, I, it was a dark and stormy night in uh, 1982. <laughs> And I even wrote a blog on this, but I, I was actually a newspaper reporter, and it just occurred to me that I, I just couldn't I couldn't make a living, you know, physically or or financially doing what I was doing, covering small town politics. So I answered an ad, the good old fashioned ad in a newspaper, Newark, New Jersey Star Ledger, and went to work for A and Best Company. So that's where I got started in insurance and the magazine group, uh, and then went to the Insurance Information Institute in New York, and that was my start in PR. Then to uh, the National Underwriter. Um, getting into editorial, and then the last gig, the last real job, as I like to say, was the, the big I national office down there in Alexandria, Virginia, where uh, I left there in 99 and started our trike, which um, we can talk about a little bit later. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been insurance for 30, 30 so years. But the cool part of insurance, because I get to work with cool independent agents like you, Jason, for the most part, and it's been really fun. I mean, I would hate life if I was working for Geico, you know what I mean, brother? <laughs> hate you there. Oh, I hear you there, man. I hate competing again, let, let alone working for him. Right. So, so yeah. Um, so, and plus, you know, I, I'd get tired of that British accent every once in a while, you know, that the gecko has. That, that would drive me nuts. Yeah. So, anyways, um, when you, you talked about R-Track, uh, for everybody out there, I mean, what this is about, what this next 15 minutes about is about branding. This is something we see inside of our magazines all the time. We read about, like, what is branding? Some guru out there will give, you know, two or three tips as to what you do. But, I mean, it, I know R-Track does a lot of other things, but but takes time, one of you, and, and tell us about what R-Track is. Okay, well, I can I can go first, and Rick can, can jump in. Um, okay, our trike for those that are able to to check this out while they're listening is uh, a a r t r i j k dot com. Um, and um, uh, say that one more time, I, Ray, or yeah. Peter, because that that's a, that's an unusual it's last name. Yes, it's a a r t r i j k. Our trike. It's uh, there's a little story about this this why this this is our our company name on the lower left side of the home page and and for those uh listeners uh, the page is going to evolve so it might look a little clunky when you call it up because we're going to be evolving in the month of September and October but uh it's it's a um town in Belgium and there's a story behind 
why we kept it, despite the fact that I've been spelling it since kindergarten. I wanted to change it, but Rick and the rest of the guys said, no, you can't, so I didn't. But um, it, we, we live, our trike lives to serve the insurance industry uh, in, all kind, in all kinds of marketing needs. But the most fun that we have um, is in the strategic area around branding. And I think you're right, Jason, there's a lot of mystery and myth, uh, mythology even about brand, but uh, we should define that first as we get into this. Um, think of brands that you like, things whether it's Starbucks or cars or whatever it might be, it kind of resides in your mind. And it's not something tangible. It's like an intangible emotional bond that you have um, with your favorite brands. And so it's not a logo or a tagline or a business card or advertising. Um, it's really about a promise of quality. And it, it's like a mental Rolodex. So you think of like think of a place to buy insurance. Hopefully, you think of you know if you're the if you're one of your customers, it would, you would think of Jason or or whatever whoever independent agent is listening. It's it's like a mental rolodex. The people really don't care about insurance. That's that's the key. They care about uh, the things around the the intangibles are more important. They care about personality and trust and happiness and a sense of humor and caring and professionalism, all those great things that independent agents provide. And so the key is to find that uniqueness that you have. And certainly, Jason, you've proven as a young agent that you, that you can have uniqueness. And then the other part of it is to have consistency. So many times um, insurance organizations will shift focus. They'll, one day they'll look like this, the next day they'll look like that, and they have different marketing messages all the time. There's a lot of strategy behind all those favorite brands we have, um, and it starts with research, and it starts with a very, very careful analysis of what really resonates with people. And in our industry, Jason, we are so focused on the stuff, the technical side of insurance, and you see that with people struggling with social media marketing. It's like, what would I talk about? Well, take off your insurance hats. Really start to think about the things that are important to people. Yes, the insurance product is, is critical. It's important that you have a CIC or CPCU, of course. But what, when you're talking about communicating with people, you've got to work on the other emotions. So that's, that's kind of a you know, real baseline on brand. But uh, we're all about promoting insurance brands, whether it's insurance carrier, independent agent, technology company, or a trade association, as long as they support the independent agent and broker channel, we like to play along. Yeah, and I, I think what I would add, Jason, um, is that I think what we work really hard to do is, is help our clients, help the people we work with, tell their story in a very clear, simple way. And I think what's exciting today, for me anyway, the thing that got me interested in this end of the, of the, of the industry and, and this, this whole process was the fact that today we have tools that like we never had before to do this. So I've been very excited about social media and what the opportunity that it presents to agents like yourself to get out there and tell your story. And, and it, Peter mentioned, it's all about personality and, and all of those intangibles. Well, now with social media, I think agencies and agents have that opportunity to really amplify and build that personality and, and then, um, and then get it out there and communicate and connect and build relationship. And, and as you know, Jason, better than, than I actually, is that you can build online relationships that are very meaningful. 
mm-hmm. and that can absolutely help you from a business perspective. So I think that I think it's just a very exciting time as a result of all of that. I absolutely do too. And so uh, if if someone's interested in trying to bring together that brand, trying to establish who they are, it seems like it's something that should be easy to do. But in but really, when you sit down and you open up a book or get out a piece of paper or, or whatever you call a word document or whatever, and you start trying to type out who you are, it's sometimes tough. And so Artrike is a is a place that can help the, an agent or an agency piece that together to find out who they are as opposed to what their company customers need. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, we we have a um, a four four step process, which is not anything uh, you know trademarked. It's just that we've seen. You know, think of think of this, Jason. A lot of a lot of people, and certainly agents too, will say, "You know, I'm going to paint my house, and I want to need, and I want a bright new color." So they start getting, they start buying paint, painting. Well, guess what? They don't have a house. You know, maybe they need to build a house first. You have to have a strong foundation. Gotcha. Before you can have a house that's strong and will last a while, and then you can paint it. The the logo development and new business cards, all that's all the fun stuff. The hard stuff is knowing really what where you're going. So you have to make some decisions about where you're going and stay true to yourself. Wow. Like that saying, to thine own self be true. A lot of agents are all over the place. You know, that that's why you see some successful agencies doing things around niches. Maybe they have one niche, maybe they have several niches. So it's that discovery of, of from it's gotta start with the CEO and the management team. But it starts with the employees, and then you start talking with customers and learn things. You know, who are our best customers? You know, what do they what do they like about us? And you start to build the future. Um, the other stuff, uh, deciding on your name. You know, is that I see agents going through mergers all the time, and the names, the cultures don't work out because they really haven't thought through where they want to go together um, as a firm. They call. When it's an acquisition, they might call it a merger. Well, guess what? We bought you, so you can't get to put your name on the building because our brand is stronger than you. You're just a name. We're we're a brand name. So gotcha. Uh, the brand identity development and having a strong tagline, all of that stuff is important. Of course, as Rick knows, your online office is your most important office now. So not just the website, but what you're doing in on social media platforms and with your blog. I think it's the best thing ever for the independent agent channel is to have these social media platforms and, and of course have the strategy behind it, which is a whole nother podcast. Right. And I, and I agree and I agree and you're right. It's a whole nother podcast. I have something that I talk about quite often when I talk to agents across America and called the consumerization window. And it has to do with the fact that eight people drive by our agencies every day. They have no idea what we do inside there. But by utilizing consumerization, that term, I I encourage everybody to look up what consumerization is. Wikipedia describes it great. And it allows them to actually have a feeling for who we are, what we do, realizing that we're more than just somebody who is a CSR. We're actually someone who's involved in the community, someone who's a uh, president of the PTA, someone who's the chamber board member. And I and I think that that's important. And so I think that has all to do with the brand, and and I and I really like that. So so Peter, um, one of the things that I want to talk about briefly here, um, you you put together. I'm not Peter. I apologize, Rick. 
Um, you put together a paper that got put out by ACT, which once again, if I, you guys hear me talk about this a lot out there, um, ACT is the Agents Council for Technology. It is a council um, put on by the big eye, ran by the one and only Jeff Yates, who is an absolute jewel and gem to this uh, to this industry. And you wrote a paper, and you sent, and they sent it out, and it was called uh, "Becoming a Social Business: A Model for Success." And, and I have to tell you, uh, I mean, uh, Rick, you and I talked a little bit about this, but I read this thing over and over because I think that you hit it right on. And you want to take a minute maybe and talk about social business because we kind of flip-flopped, but really social business leads right into branding and its importance. Yeah, I think that the concept behind what I'm talking about here um, is, or the idea behind it, is that I think a lot of agents get confused between social business and social media. And social media, in my mind, are the tools and the tactics. And there's a huge difference between an agent that is using just putting up a Facebook page, for example, and one that begins to infuse the concepts of social, the methodologies of social in their business. So it becomes really about who they are. It's part of their DNA, in other words. And so that I can bring this back home for a lot of agents, I mean, and I mentioned this in the article, reinvention that, that is what we're talking about here. The idea of having to shift the way you work to take into account the new society that we live in, the new culture that we live in. And so the tools alone won't get it done. It has to be a cultural change and, and many times a leadership change. But But what I'm talking about here is something that our industry actually went through when all of the agencies listening out there put their first agency management system into place. Um, at the time when they did that, agencies were talking about being automated, but the reality was is they were using some of these tools, um, but they were just doing a lot of double work. So they, they, you know, they might have an online um, record for a policy, but they still had the paper record. And it wasn't until agencies really started understanding that they had to change their internal workflows, their processes, that they became what would really be called an autom at the time an automated agency. Well, we're talking about the same thing now with social with social media. It's great to have all these tools, but agencies that are really successful learn how to make those tools become part of who they are. It's part of their core operation. It, it, it's part of their overall strategy. It's part of how they do business. So the way they communicate with their employees between each other, how they communicate with their customer base, prospects, the community at general, in general at large, all changes and all shifts. And so when you think about that, Jason, um, that what that means is is that there the, the entire agency has to be involved. This isn't about assigning one person in the agency to run social media. It's really about everybody in the agency having a role and a responsibility to to help amplify that agency message, to work together as a team to be able to respond um, appropriately to a, an inquiry, to be able to, um, for each employee in that agency, to be able to reach out to their community and spread the word, so to speak. Um, so it's it's a very different looking agency once you become that social business. That's right. And I even say sometimes it's allowing your 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 employees to become by using social media tools, you let them become the branding rod of the agency. I mean there's yes. no there's no one that believes more in the agency than obviously the employee. If they don't, then you got an issue there. Um, but, you know, I, I like how you put it. And, and the one thing that I got out of this article, which I'm starting to hear more and more, and this is important for everybody to hear it out there, 
None of this can happen. And please tell me if I'm wrong, Rick, Peter. None of this can happen without leadership. It all starts at the top and filters down. Oh, there's, yeah. There's yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's huge. Uh, and, and, and the main problem we have in our industry is Rick and I and you, Jason, have been in these meetings, these act meetings we've been talking about leadership. The idea that, that our industry is full of people who are very transactional leaders. They're worried about the numbers and management by objective and things like that. Those things are important uh, to the success of an organization. But it, what is in, as, as equally as important is transformational leader, leadership. And those are people who, who talk about the vision thing and where we're going as an organization. They put in place things to help people transform their careers and do more than they thought they could do. They're real. There are people you, look, you listen to them and they're like, wow, that, that guy is going places. And see, those people would look at this and say, of course we got to do become a social business. Of course this is about relationships with each other and with our customers and with the prospects. Of course we're going to do this. We're not just going to play around with Facebook. It's going to be part of our culture because guess what? If we don't do it, we're going to be missing out on customers, you know, no matter what business kind of business you're in, too. It doesn't have to be upscale personal lines. It can be anything. It can be all commercial lines. It can be, and I'm gonna, and we're gonna flow off this and flow into the next topic. But I thought something that was in the document, because uh, everybody needs to read it, and I'm gonna do my best to 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 attach it to the email that that you received the, the notification for this podcast in. But I love it the way that um, the there's a lot of definitions of social business, but this is important for people to hear. One that Rick put in there by uh, say if I say her name wrong, Amber uh, Nosland. Is that Naslund, I think, that, but Naslund. yeah, close Naslund. enough. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's a president of uh, Cider Works or something like that. Um, she said, social business is the creation of an organization that is optimized to benefit its entire ecosystem, meaning customers, employees, owners, and partners, by embedding collaboration, information sharing, and active engagement into its operations and its culture. The result is a more responsive, adaptive, effective, and ultimately more successful company. Now, here's what I really loved about this. Social business can encompass using external social media, but it's not a requirement. That's interesting that she says that. Technically, an organization can be a social business without engaging publicly in social media at all. And I, I really, really found that profound. And I have to tell you, I, I read that over and over. I'm just a geek like that. I got to think of this stuff <laughs> over and over again. And I, and I really like what she says there. So, so thank you, or thank you, Rick. That's one of the important things. Thank you, Peter, for having a weird last name to create such an awesome company. And thank you, Rick, for being able to put your words together to help people understand exactly what social business means. Now, well, yeah, and Jason, let me just tell you one quick thing. This, go ahead. this. That article, by the way, will be on the ACT website. Jeff is uh, putting it up there. It should be up there today, actually. Okay. So uh, it'll be out there um, as well as, yeah, certainly send it along. But but it, it should also be on the ACT website, which um, you can get to by going to, what is it, Peter? IIABA.net or is it? Um, uh, yeah, and just click around on the left side, I think, up top for Agents Council for Technology. That's right. If you go to, I'm there right now. If you go to iiaba.net and over on the top right there, you'll see resources and then pop, boom, it pops up back. That, that good shot out there, Rick. I had Jeff on uh, three or four months ago and he, uh, whew, what an absolute great man to have in this industry. Um, 
Let's see. Okay, so let's roll on to our last thing I want to talk about, uh, which is a very, very important thing. I talked to the said it a little bit earlier to the listeners, um, and that's Brand Camp. Uh, this is Brand Camp 2013. I went to Brand Camp 2012, and it was in Boulder, Colorado. It was something that uh, I don't want to say it changed my life or it changed my agency. That's a little dramatic. But if we break our agency into pieces of a pie of a, of a big pie, and there's a certain percentage of each uh, each piece that makes us successful, this was definitely something that was about 30 to 40 percent of where I was lacking and I needed for my agency and that was developing my identity for JDC Insurance Group. I, I you know, I was trying a bunch of things, but I believe since Boulder, Colorado in May of twenty twelve, I have now narrowed down my focus. I, I told uh I told Marty Agather, which was one guy that I flew out with, I told him, I said, for once in my life, I can actually open up this, this notebook and I can tell you, and I'm memorizing it now, by what exactly my brand is, is who I am, what we represent, and what we do for the community. And right. so that's what I want to talk about now. We've got Brand Camp 2013, um, and it is going to be in uh, beautiful Baltimore at right. Hotel Monaco. Is that right? Yeah, Hotel Hotel Monaco. Tell me about it, Peter. November, Tell me about November fourth, November fourth to, to the sixth. Well, I, I'm going to let Rick talk about most mostly of this because it's fun, uh, and he's our <laughs> he's our uh, camp chair, uh, okay. if you will. Camp chair, get it? Anyway, um, okay. We only do this every couple of years. <laughs> so this is witty, our fourth Peter, one. So, so we're trying to become the the anti meeting, Jason, because our industry just loves to meet. We mm -hmm. meet with field reps. We meet with insurance company folks. We meet with each other. Everybody's meeting, meeting, meeting. And the reason why we, I love that, that story you told is because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people out of the office in, in, a, in a setting. It's not so much a boring PowerPoint. In fact, there isn't any. It's, it's yeah. what it is. It's really cool people hanging out together in, in somewhat of a structured setting. But mainly, it's like a free-form flowing of ideas so that people can come up with things they would never, ever think about in the office or in any other kind of meeting, any other kind of setting. And so um, I'll let Rick talk about the, the, the program because it's all on the website. If you go to artrike.com slash brand camp, you can see the, that's the home page for the, the various uh, uh, pieces of this registration info and the agenda and so on. But it's think of just a hanging out with, with smart folks from around the independent uh, agent channel, carriers, a, other agents, association folks, tech firms, other consultants, in a very low stress but high energy fun environment that's casual where we have the audience themselves uh, like you did Jason do a lot of the talking uh, because people are there to get answers for things answers around how to use social media answers on where mobile's going answers around brand and this this is the setting that we've created uh, this is our fourth one yeah you know to add to what Peter said and um, uh, and thinking about it, you know, we, we, and we talk about this, but, you know, we've all as kids loved going to camp. That was uh, probably a great memory for people. And one of the things that happened, at least for me when I went to camp, is I learned new skills. And so just like summer camp when you were a kid, you're going to go to brand camp and you're going to learn new skills. I mean, so there is some very practical application stuff that happens there. So you can go directly back to the office and implement stuff that's going to make a difference in your in your agency life. Um, it, it's a chance for everybody that comes there to work on their business rather than just in it. Like Peter said, to step back, 
take a deep breath and kind of think about things that many times in your day-to-day rush while you're at work or in work, um, you don't get a chance to do. And I think that that's very important. Um, I think one of the things that people like most about it is that it's, um, and I hate to use the word exclusive, but it sort of is an exclusive group of people that get together and it's small enough that everybody gets a chance to be heard and to work out together. So that's a big deal, I think, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. an important part of this. No, I definitely agree. And I'm um, supposed to have your ringers off, gentlemen, excuse me. But anyways, <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyways, um, no, I, I really like it. And you, that is that you just hit it right on the head, Rick. It was the it was these 60, 70, I don't know how many people were there. It was all these people sitting in this room in a close environment. We're not in some big room and where we could just talk and pass around the microphone. And there was a lot of agreements that went on. There was a lot of disagreements. I mean, yeah. nothing like, not like any like fights or anything. Just, just what makes it, there was a lot of people I disagreed with. And you know what? It's not that their idea was wrong or their thought was wrong. It's just, it was different to me and it made me get out of my comfort zone to say whoa you know that's something that i would assume wouldn't be working but this guy or this person or this woman lives in a very similar situation as me owns an agency that's very similar for me and it's working for them you know and yeah, yeah totally right. totally it's understand it well, and the other thing i think about it too um is that is that it's a great you know you mentioned about the relationships but camp was also fun and i think brand camp is fun mm-hmm. and i think i think that's really something that many times we forget about we go to meetings and we don't expect fun out of them but i think that's an important yeah. uh, an important part of what we do is that is that we get to have uh, be serious yep cutting out again yeah well i learn it, but learn in a in an atmosphere that people enjoy and have a good time at yeah yeah I think I think I got I got the gist. And the last thing on it, Jason, um, the idea of ripples uh, is one of the things we're pl- we're playing with. You know, the the whole purpose of this discussion um, it's going to cover a lot of ground and some different tools and stuff that are out there like mobile and um, and uh, video. But the idea is to create things that that ripple out, just like you're skipping stones across the lake or a pond. The ripples go out and they intersect with each other. And and smart agents already already know this, but with these new tools available, how can we create more ripples, more referrals, more discussion, more engagement, more relationships? That's what this is really about. And and have more fun, as Rick said, in in creating them and and stop worrying all the time about marketing and selling. That's what in the new the new age of this, it has actually become easier for agents to do what they do best if they subscribe to this idea of creating ripples yeah i like yeah. that actually when i saw the agenda i was wondering what that referred to and you just explained yep. it um perfectly so yeah anything else on uh, brain camp just keep in mind it's november 4th through the 6th uh in uh, hotel yeah, monica really cool. baltimore yeah really yeah. really really cool we look for cool hotels so we get out <laughs> of the box the chains and it's uh, baltimore is a great town uh, bwi airport is uh typically lower cost to fly into very very close, so it should be it should be fairly painless. People love Baltimore. Baltimore's tons of water, so we can actually go down to the water and throw stones if we want. And skip rocks, <laughs> just like old times. And I, and yes. I love the fact that Rick is the camp chair. I mean, that is classic. I mean, that, that just that's just that's just you guys. It does not surprise me you would think of something like that. So, anyways, yeah. Well, fantastic. Once again, just in case you didn't hear me, it's November 4th through the 6th. That's Brand Camp 2013 in Baltimore. You can go to artrike.com. That's A A R T R 
IJK.com uh, forward slash brand camp. And uh, you should be able to find it there. So, gentlemen, um, I, I really do appreciate. I'm going to close it out with this. I'd like to take just a short minute, a piece, if I could. And, uh, Rick, I want to start with you. Um, tell us, tell the listeners, what does your day look like from sunup to sundown? What time do you get up? What time do you go to bed? And tell us what a typical day for, for Rick Morgan looks like. <laughs> I don't know that there is a typical day. I get up um, usually uh, probably around 6 in the morning, and, and I can still be, uh, from a work perspective, uh, it's it. There is no eight, you know, eight to nine or five to eight to five or eight to six or anything regular hours. I'm I'm, uh, you know, I'm working on the weekends. I work late, until late at night. It doesn't matter. It just it whatever needs to be done when it needs to be done. And I think Jason, you're you're that way. I know yep. you know a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of today's young professionals seem to be working that way, and it, it it's comfortable for me as well. Um, so I, I don't really have a typical day. Our, our business, what that, I guess that's what's nice about it. Uh, we have a lot of varied clients. They, 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 their needs, their, their, uh, their stage and what they're doing with their branding or their communication or their social media is all different. And so each day is a different challenge uh, to, as we're working with people to help them, like I said, tell their story and, and, and amplify their message. So I don't know that I, I could really tell you what a typical day looks like okay well that's okay i can completely understand because you are right uh, i have agents all the time who say to me how do you have time to get anything done everybody in this industry associates eight to four or eight to five and they don't realize yeah. that if that's all i did work was eight to four or eight to five i could never get all this stuff done but that's not just the times <laughs> i work peter tell us about you sir i'm living the dream man living the dream i get i get up at uh 6 a.m i uh have a cup of joe i i walk the dogs i've got Two labs, Molly, a uh, 15-year-old yellow, and Betty's a five-year-old wacko chocolate lab, just completely <laughs> retarded and nuts. And then I, uh, then I run with Betty, or she runs me, because she's like a lead dog, for a couple miles. Um, and, uh, you know, I try to eat healthy in the morning, and the rest of the day, uh, the wheels come off a little bit. But, uh, and then I, you know, I'm, I'm a nine-to-five kind of guy in the office. Um, in the evenings, I uh, sip red wine. I play ice <laughs> hockey. I also watch hockey on TV. Uh, and my favorite show is Dexter. I'm not much of a TV guy, but I like Dexter. And the uh, lovely bride and I hang out and sip red wine. And um, usually I'm crashing by about 10 o'clock. And we're just recently empty nesters, Jason. We, uh, oh. Our youngest one, our oldest one just left college. The youngest one just went into college. So it's, we're kinda, it's kind of weird. So anybody out there listening has been through this. I get it now. I, you talk about it, you laugh about it, but it's just friggin' weird to actually go through it. Well, I bet it is. I bet it is. Uh, any other listeners out there, you have any comments on that, be sure to tell us about it. And that's great that you mentioned Dexter, because I, I watch uh, CNN, Fox News, ESPN, or Dexter. That's what I, I watch as well. I, I'm in there with you guys. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I what, love what a, I mean, what a brilliant stroke to, to have a guy investigating serial murders who is a serial murderer. I know. Yeah. And it's anybody. morbid that you root for the guy, you know? I know. It's, it's I know. crazy. You're like, you're like, oh, no, he's going to get caught. And you're like, wait, Jason, he should be getting caught. No, he shouldn't. It's Dexter. <laughs> I know. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, hey, gentlemen, I do appreciate it. Thanks very yeah. much for coming on. Uh, I think we know a lot about more, uh, more about Artrike now. 
Um, I hope a, somebody out there takes this seriously because branding is important. Go visit Brand Camp. There's a ton of great minds out there. It's fantastic. I appreciate having you two in this industry. Um, you're teaching everybody what they should be doing going forward. And it's just a, it's just a proof that there is no separation of age. Um, it is a connected and unconnected generation out there. And, uh, and I appreciate everything that you guys do. I also uh, want to also say thank you to all the listeners for listening to agentsinfluence.com uh, podcast, something that we love to do. Please tell us the comments of what you think about Rick. Please tell us about the comments of what you thought about Peter. Uh, do you, any of you guys out there have a chocolate lab that's as crazy as the one that he has? My mother used to uh, raise labs, and so I know exactly what he's talking about out there. And... Uh, just tell us. It's a, We have a connection. This is an industry. It's a great industry. Also, keep in mind that you can go to uh, growprogram.com. Up in the top right up there, you'll see DEMA, which is Digital Insurance Marketing Academy. Um, we've got some great stuff rolling out. We will uh, officially be taking uh, opening enrollment for that here pretty soon. Well, not pretty soon. Probably in the next month and a half. Uh, we had a pushback on the software that we're using to develop the whole thing. But uh, once we get that going, it'll be open. So once again, that's growprogram.com. Up in the top right up there, D-I-M-A, and you can find out more about that and signed up for the founders list. So this has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. And we are out.